0: I'm not some miracle guy. I'm a good coach. There's other good coaches too, but I've put a lot of work and time into learning stuff. And I think I'm pretty good at motivating kids.
1: If he is that into it, if he really cares that much, there must be something to this. For coach, it's about what his runners did. It's not about what coach did.
2: Running wasn't like the focus. The priority was you as an individual.
1: Maybe what the greatest coach in the state of Florida's ever had, what he did back there.
0: Countryside got our workouts from him. I know that.
1: That was another cool thing about my dad. It's almost like spreading the gospel. He would share any workouts you wanted.
0: And you know what else my dad does, as I'm sure people tell you, like to this day, he still writes handwritten notes. Those were great, great days.
3: Hey, welcome to All the Miles Mattered and Episode 4. We're glad to have you back for another run through some of the history that's pertinent to the story of Largo, Lado, and the challengers to those programs' dominance. Today's episode focuses on the life of the Largo coach. You would probably never guess where Brent Haley began his coaching career. He was born in Charleston, West Virginia, October 1940, part of a military family that moved often. The Haley family settled in St. Petersburg, or so it seemed, where Brent, the oldest of three Haley brothers, ran the 880 for the St. Pete High Green Devils. He recalls getting fifth place in the city meet as a sophomore. By now, you probably know Brent Haley went on to become the legendary coach at Largo High, not far from St. Pete High in Pinellas County. But Florida is not where he first put that passion and acumen to work in helping a team win. Remember, military family. His father was in the Air Force. So Brent Haley, the second semester of his sophomore year of high school, moves to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. His father was stationed at Pease Air Force Base there. Brent Haley went from attending St. Petersburg High to attending a small school in New Hampshire known as Hampton High. Hampton High School does not exist today. It's been merged into a consolidated school. It's called Winnicunit High School now. It had already been spring in Florida. It's nice and warm. He goes to track season in New Hampshire, and things are just a little bit different.
0: I remember getting fifth in the city meet when I was a sophomore in 212. And so I moved to Hampton, and I wasn't trying to be a wise guy. I never was a wise guy. I was kind of a shy kid. But sometimes I said things that I, if I'd have thought about it, I wouldn't say it. And I bet you everybody does that when they're 15 years old. And so I get there and I meet the captain of the team. He was a half-miler. And I asked him what he ran. He said, 228. I said, "No, nah, you gotta be better than that. I, <laughs> not, not a very smart thing to say, but the first meet that I ran in it was about three weeks since I'd left Florida. It was in early April. And that first meeting against Exeter, we got killed. I mean, they were clearing snow off the track. I ran, it might have been 221. I don't remember exactly. But I won, and a discus thrower won, and we hardly got any more points. The main reason was the coach didn't have a clue. We were doing every event every day. I was hurdling, throwing the shot. And he said, we'll see what you're good in, and we'll put you in that. Well, I was not good in any of those things. I'm 15 years old, and I tell him, you know, what we need to do is do workouts. And that was after the first meet. He said, do you know workouts? I, yeah, I do. Well, I didn't really, but I knew what more than what they were doing because they weren't doing them. So I just went back to my St. Pete High workouts and gave everybody workouts, and I started coaching the team. I made up workouts for everybody, but if I could have coached field events at all, we Exeter killed us. In the conference meet, Exeter beat us by about one point. We could get one, two, three in the 800, but we didn't have a miler. So I knew I didn't want to do it, but I wanted to win the meet. So I said, I'm running the mile, you two guys are in the 800. And I tell the coach where to put people, because you weren't allowed to run the mile in the 800, that was against the rules. But I do remember that I won the mile in 5'11", and I won it pretty easy. And I, our other half miler got one, too. So there's things I can do in track, and there's things I can't do. I can't coach field events, can't coach hurdlers. I can watch somebody and tell if somebody's coaching them. But if you're coaching those things, you have to be able to correct somebody when they're doing something wrong and tell them what they need to do. That is not in my mindset. Couldn't do it. But what I could always do is get points out of the maximum amount of points. I could do that when I was 15 years old.
3: Later that track season, Brent Haley wins his first state championship. Now, it's interesting when he is interviewed about his coaching, sometimes people will, just as kind of a fact-checking, they'll ask, now you won 10 state championships, right? And he'll say, no.
0: I think you won 10 state titles at Largo, is that correct? I'll tell how many state titles I won. One. I won the New Hampshire State Championship in the sizzling time of 210.3.
3: He's referring to that 880 title in the spring of 1956. He believes the runners should get the credit and that when people talked about Largo's state titles, he got too much credit. So anyway, Brent Haley as a teenager moves back to St. Petersburg. He's a co-captain of the St. Pete High football team. A two-way player as an end, offensive and defensive end, at 5'10", 150 pounds, he catches a total of six passes on the gridiron, and graduates in 1958. His brother Rick, younger than him, and his brother Brian, even younger than Rick, go on to be standout runners at St. Pete High. Rick Haley's specialty is the quarter mile and he is part of an SEC champion mile relay team later on for the University of Florida. Brent Haley goes to St. Petersburg Junior College, and while there, he helps coach the St. Pete High track team. He then goes to Florida State. He never breaks two minutes in the 880, but he is preparing for a career in coaching. And he comes back to Pinellas County and joins the staff at Largo High School in 1963. There he meets a guy who becomes one of his good friends, another young coach named Jeff DeCola. A few years later, Brent Haley meets Linda Berger. Linda is originally from Wisconsin. She refers to water fountains as bubblers, and she had been dating Jeff DeCola. But eventually, on March 16, 1966, Brent and Linda go on their first date. The wedding announcement appears in the St. Pete Times five months later. And they were married in December of that year. And as Coach Haley recently said to me in a Facebook message, and 55 years later, here we are. Now the following fall in 1967, Largo starts a cross-country program. Coach Haley is the coach of that team and the only coach of the Packers in cross-country for 25 years.
0: I just like competition. I like watching meets when I know some kids. He loved to win. He
3: loved to see his runners and the program get recognized. And he took losing hard sometimes. But you know what? As competitive as Coach Haley was, it wasn't just about the number of times Largo won a dual meet.
0: So many times, if you believe you can do something, as long as you got reality, you can do it. I got two favorite sayings. My favorite one is, if you think you can or you think you can't, you are probably right. My next favorite one that I use all the time, and I got from John Wooden, and these kids don't know who John Wooden is, but I explained to them, it says, you cannot fail if you do the best you're capable of. I just believe that's the truth. If you do as good as you can do, there's nothing else you can do. You, you can be proud of yourself. I don't care how many people beat you. Another thing that I always try to stress is, You can't worry about how good another runner is. If he's better than you, so what? You run a race that you can beat everybody you're capable of. If you do that, you won.
3: There were moments demonstrated by some upcoming clips where Coach Haley was teaching runners, and not just his runners, but also opponents, lessons they'd remember for the rest of their lives. First, you'll hear from Largo runner Steve McQuilkin, and then Clearwater High School's Irv Batten, known almost universally by the nickname Icky.
1: He taught us how to shake hands. I guess I should go ahead and say it. He would say, when you go and shake somebody's hand, you don't hand them a wet fish. You squeeze the piss out of it. And I remember hearing that. When I was a freshman, he wanted us to have a real handshake and look people in the eye. And I was very shy as a freshman and would often kind of look away and hand someone a hand. And he would teach, no, no, look them in the eye and give them a hard squeeze. That's how you give a handshake.
2: conference track meet, Clearwater High School. I was a sophomore. Spring
3: of 1980?
2: Yeah, spring of 80. 420 was my best time in the mile. Of course, warming up and everything. And um, Coach Haley comes up to me in the infield and says, Icky, um, I hate to do this to you, but Basil's going to run everything Clearwater put you in. I need the points because we want to win the conference meet. And I was like, okay, great. Basil McGee, the best runner in the state. Of course, I got second to Basil in every event after the meet was over, collecting my gear Someone puts their arm around me, and it's Coach Haley. He says, uh, Icky, that was a Whopper of a meat for a sophomore. Hands me a Burger King bag with a Whopper meal in and walked away.
3: And when I say that Coach Haley was competitive, well, think about this. He once got to play a Checkers match. I don't know, is it a Checkers game, a Checkers match? Either way, he got to play Checkers against the reigning world champion, it was an event at the St. Pete Pier where the world champion would play a bunch of people, just go down the row and make moves. And a young Brent Haley was one of the people who took on the world champion. Their competition ended in a draw. So Brent Haley tied the world champion in checkers. What do you think coaching meant to your
2: dad?
1: It meant, I don't want to say everything, but it meant a, it meant a whole lot. It was a way to get his competitiveness out. It was a way for him to have a positive influence on others. But it was mainly just to be competitive. I mean, he's all about competition. He wanted to beat the best. He never wanted to win just to win. He wanted to win because of what he brought out of people. For them to find levels that they didn't know they had. As good of a workout guy as he is, he's just the best motivator I've ever been around. He just can make you believe things that you have no reason to believe you can do when you can do it. He was great in that way.
3: Why do you think your dad took to coaching the way he did?
0: He was just so passionate about it. He truly, truly cares for each and every one of them. Like, he still keeps in touch with, I mean, so many of them. He was just out timing somebody who wanted a mile time last week that was home from college. So he will do anything for anybody. And he also loves to help other coaches and loves to get advice from other coaches. He just loves it.
3: He does indeed love it, but he needs runners who love it as much as he does. Those last two voices you heard were his son, also named Brent, and his daughter Kelly. When you hear Brent and Kelly talk about that competitiveness, and yes, he turned 82 just a few weeks ago, but his passion and his acumen for the sport are still there. Sometimes that passion manifested itself in different ways. I guess it depended on the situation, or maybe it depended on the decade. Coach Haley admits he's mellowed over the years, and some of the runners who ran for him earlier in his career agree with that. They've come back for practices or meets, and they've commented on how he seems to take it easy on the runners. Coach Haley definitely picked his spots. Here's an example of that from a runner named Jeff Onspock, who was a freshman in the mid-1970s.
1: First day of cross-country practice going into my freshman year, we had a five-mile time trial on the farm road. But I'm running with my buddy, and I was running along, still had about a mile and a half to go, and my forearms were cramping. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly why. And finally, we're walking. Coach drives by in the station wagon, and he asks, what's wrong? I was like, hey, coach, my forearm's really hurt. I, I just don't know what's wrong with them." And he's going, Pete, what's wrong with you? And he goes, oh, I'm just keeping Jeff company. He goes, OK, OK. He pulls up in front of us, and so we kind of jog up to the car thinking he's going to give us a lift back to the finish. And he gets out and just starts yelling at us, you know, just red in the face. Every, you know, exclamation. It was, it's kind of like that guy in the furnace in that Christmas movie where he sounds like he's cussing, but he's not. But, you know, he's pissed. <laughs> and uh, he's screaming at us and just all red in the face. And we took off running as fast as we had the whole time trial back to the finish line. He quit the same day. And he goes, I don't need you know, some guy screaming and yelling at me. So he never came back. My reaction to it was, if he is that into it, if he really cares that much, there must be something to this. And then I would see his interactions with the varsity guys who were like running gods to us, you know, the freshmen. Seeing that culture and that closeness, I just wanted to be part of it.
3: I personally got to see that passion come out in a different way from Coach Haley. Remember how in the first episode, I mentioned that I had attended a Largo practice more than 40 years ago. The story of that practice and the reasons this story means so much to me are coming up on the next episode of All the Miles Mattered. I used to go to practices and watch Coach Haley coach you guys, and it was when you were running.
0: So were you one of uh, Brent's friends?
3: I was, yeah.
0: So yeah, you were probably at practices running relays and stuff.
3: Exactly. You remembered the relay. We did a 4 by I do
0: remember. Yes, I remember (laughs) Kelly and Brent and I guess you were out there as well uh, running those while we were running practices.